0: Welcome to the Circle City Cinema with your beloved host and the one and only Zach Griffith, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network.
1: Welcome into Circle City Cinema. I'm your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined, as always, on the WandaVision episodes by the Running Hook CEO, Alex Burr.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm feeling a little under the weather today, so I'm going to bring my best energy. But I, I can't promise you it's going to be as good as the energy we had on the episode that we recorded last night and put out an hour later of insanity. That was, Zach, I had a You have to admit, my energy on that one was a lot better than this one.
1: It was. It was through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> but the energy will not be in short supply because we have a special guest today.
0: The host of the insanity, Caleb Lynn. I am. I am very honored to be here. Uh, you know, this is the first. This is the first time uh, I've first ever appearance. been on the the Yes, first time I've ever been on the cinema. So I'm excited to, to, you know, to be a part of the the conversations and the vibe that that you have going right now, and uh, I, I can't wait to get going.
1: Caleb, tell us yes. and the listeners about yourself.
0: Okay as a marvel fan as a marvel viewer as a marvel fan i i will say uh i i do i do love me some marvel okay i uh i love it uh sports are the number one part of my life as uh, as anyone can tell based off my podcast i treat mm-hmm. them like their girlfriend but as far as i'm concerned <laughs> i uh i i like my, my favorite my favorite character mike petten you treat the- mike petten like you and a girlfriend <laughs> And I, no, I don't do that. No, that I don't would be, do that. That would be cause to call the cops. I, no. No, I, I treat Mike Pettin the way that Jay Cutler does with blonde women. Just uh, consistently, just uh, consistently gets. He just, he just, he just keeps ditching them left and right. That's what Jake Cover does. Just, well, I wouldn't them left say
2: right. Mike Pettin didn't ditch the Packers. The Packers ditched him. So yeah. Yeah. no, he ditched the Packers in halftime, though, Alex. He ditched them <laughs> in halftime
0: when he called a Cover One robber and left Kevin King one on one. Even <laughs> though he sucked the whole game. Look, is is the the way that the way that I see it, uh, you know, in terms of me being a mama fan, you know, I, if, I'll start off with favorite character. My my favorite character, not it, for me. It's the Black Panther. Right? It's the uh, uh, cultural aspects of it. It's a and just in general, like he's, it's just it's, it's sly. You know, he's just he just got that. You know, mentality he's got the it factor. Lo- yeah, he does. He's got the it factor. He's got that mentality that I like. Just this, this super relaxed and, and chill guy as well. Like it, nothing ever gets to him, and I I love that. Um, my favorite MCU movie. Uh, Actually, the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Mm. I love, I love that movie. It's a classic. Um, I I just, I love everything about the way that it was done, the way they introduced every character. I love the humor. I love the action. And, uh, you know, that's, that's the, you know, to kind of start off, that's, that's how I, how I am in terms of being a Marvel Viewer fan.
2: Not to not to hijack the shit from you, Zach, but can we all just appreciate John C. Riley in that movie? He puts on a, a absolute show. Especially the line where um I don't remember who the who was saying this. Is he a dick? Or is he a hundred percent a dick? I don't know if anyone's a hundred percent a dick, sir. <laughs> That's that's all time classic. It's it's some MCU. of the best
1: humor in the MCU. And I want to say, RIP Xandar, yes. that whole planet, because they, they got it, annihilated. Yes. Off screen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they got cucked, as you like to say. They got majorly cucked, all for one Infinity Stone. So look at Caleb, he's even wearing the Black Panther t shirt.
2: Yes. You lost it. Awesome. Yes. awesome. Yes. T'Challa. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love it. Okay. I know we like Black Panther, but now that I have a platform to talk about Black Panther without, you know, awkwardly segueing <laughs> away from anything else, can we talk about ho- how horrible um, what's the actor's name that plays Shuri? your um, right? No, 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 no. The, the priest guy. You know him, Zach. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but. Priest guy. Yeah. Uh, who Killmonger stabs. Oh, Forrest Whitaker! Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> his accent is absolutely awful in that movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> I appreciate a weak point of the movie. There's no doubt I, about it. I appreciate everyone else for trying, you know. And I appreciate that they let that B they, they they let Mikey be talking his normal accent. You know, it, it was a it was appreciated. I, Chadwick did a really good accent, I have to say. But we will now strip away the powers of the black. Pinta. It was <laughs> Forrest Whitaker is not, um, his accents aren't the strong suit, but yeah, he keeps coming back to him. Maybe he, maybe he just needs to be a voice actor and just be like, yeah, yeah, you're Forrest Whitaker, you can do whatever you want, and then just be like, ashamed to have him on your cast, because you know it's awful.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was just he was just getting a paycheck in that movie, that's all that was.
2: Hey. Forrest, look, you got
1: five minutes of screen time, and you die, but here's the paycheck. Oh, okay, all right. The Black Penta. <laughs> Now, Caleb, your thoughts on Wandavision so far?
0: I, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I just I love the layout. Right? I think the way that they've set up everything. Um, it, it can get all types of viewers. Right? Like you can get so many people to watch this from so many different age groups. And obviously with everything in Marvel, it feels like that's the case. But I think this really shows in this TV series. And I've I've really appreciated like, crying out loud, I have a middle school sister who enjoys this and loves talking about it and it relates to her and it connects with her, right? It can, it can, it can, it can connect with the, with the comic nerd, with all of the context and all of the things that you can get from all these other movies. I just think overall, it's been better than I expected. I did think it was going to be good. And really I, I'm never disappointed by anything that Marvel normally puts out. Uh, but it's been, it's been a little bit better than I've expected in terms of how relatable it's been for all different kinds of audiences. That's something I've really grown to appreciate so far.
1: Yeah, it, it appeals to a wide range of people, and I'm with you. I enjoy it way more than I thought I would. I mean, yeah, way back when I did a, we did a show on here ranking all the new shows that were announced, this was near the bottom. And now I find myself not being able to wait until the next Friday when the new episode drops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kevin Feige is a genius. Marvel's full of geniuses. It's it's no surprise. General thoughts on this episode. Alex, start with you.
2: So the first three, you know, I thought this episode was necessary. Right. And there's some people that say you had this episode too soon. Totally. That's not true you got a lot of casuals that need, like, and casuals isn't a derogatory term. Like, a lot of people use it, right? But you got a lot of casual Marvel viewers that are like, I don't really give a shit. Like, why are they doing all this sitcom stuff? It's very confusing. And what this episode set out for me as is that this was the episode where not everything was explained, but you knew, you started to get a bigger, a grasp of the bigger picture. And that's what you needed for the show to, to realize the stakes. Because this this episode basically was just a rehashing of the first three from the outside with some, obviously, extra stuff that we'll talk about later. But it was nice to see Jimmy Woo again because <laughs> Randall Park is so good. I don't think it I've was. ever disliked Randall Park in anything that I've seen him in. It's not like I've seen, seen him in a whole lot, but he's just really, really good. Um, I haven't, You have in the doc that we haven't seen Darcy since Thor The Dark World. I never saw Thor The Dark World, so I haven't seen her since Thor 1. Um, yeah. So well, nice Caleb
1: said, uh, "Caleb was saying uh, Marvel hasn't done a lot of things that disappointed people. Dark World was one of those things." <laughs> but go go on.
2: I, go on. <laughs> I um fair. I it's fair. fair. <laughs> That's all I'll, I, I'll add. But it was really nice to get the background on Monica too, because we knew Monica, like she was a big part of the second and third episodes, and now we have the bigger picture. And plus, it was like I said, it was just nice to get you know kind of a grasp on everything that happened in the first three episodes now we have the last five to see what exactly happens are they going to keep doing the sitcom format with an explainer every like three episodes are they going to do i don't know how because they have by my count they have the 80s the 90s and the 2000s and i don't know if they're going to do the the 2010s right i don't know if they're going to keep doing sitcoms right that's you know and i'm curious to see the direction they take the show it's really fascinating and I think I I thought this episode was very necessary
0: yeah I uh, I can't agree with Alex anymore I I think it was it was totally necessary for so many reasons and and Alex is exactly right it's the casual viewer I, I mean when you're when you're focusing in on some of this I mean for an example the whole idea of you know Monica and how she Returns in play, and then all of the connections that you have on top of that through the Captain Marvel movie and all that stuff. Well, let's just be honest like, that is not stuff that the quote unquote casual person is not going to remember off the top of their head. And you know what? That's okay. <laughs> that's okay. You that that's yep. what Marvel knows, that Disney knows that. And I think it's important that they were able to do an episode that showed great detail of sword and what they are, being able to show you some different things. I personally, I thought it was a great reminder for me on some stuff that I was like, oh, think about this. Oh, I didn't realize that. And then, you know, I I appreciate episodes like that. And to be honest, I was shocked Marvel went in this direction. I was shocked. Uh, But I I will say I really liked how they allowed people to be like, okay, this is what's happened so far. Now let's see what happens in the next couple.
1: Yeah. I agree with you guys this was definitely a necessary episode because not that they were going to lose viewers, I don't think Marvel's ever going to lose viewers, but they needed to keep people invested. How about that? And I think the mm-hmm. sitcom thing I don't know if some people just didn't get it, but
2: they weren't they weren't fans of the sitcom format. I have to tell you, I don't know if I still get it, right? Like I think the whole picture'll be explained once the once the series is over, but Marvel's earned that credibility with me where I'm going to stick through it. Right. What I think, and my point about the casuals is, is they aren't as invested as the three of us are. They, they don't, <laughs> to put it bluntly, they don't give a shit the same way that we do. So. <laughs> that's, that's, I, true. that's true. That's true. Like, that's very true. I understand the impulse. I really do. <laughs> the thing with Marvel, I'm, whatever
1: they do, And it's one of the key differences between them and DC. I'm going to give Marvel a shot, no matter what they do. Because this is 10, 11 years. We're at 12 years in the making with Marvel right now. And they've only done like two or three things that I've been really disappointed in. And that's it.
2: Iron Man came out in 2008, didn't it?
1: Yeah. It's 13. Yeah, 13 years in the making. 13 years. Typical Zach Griffith, forgetting what year we're in. Uh, Yeah, I I still (laughs) thought it was 2020. I don't know. But uh, we're going to run through some key plot points here. I'm just going to list these off real quick, and then we're going to go in-depth on every one of them. So first, what I thought might have been the coolest sequence of the show, Monica comes back from the dead after the snap. And it's the first time we see everybody come back from the snap after Endgame. Uh, we get some background on her, that her mother founded S.W.O.R.D., and she now works for an incompetent director of S.W.O.R.D. We'll get into him later. And then Rambo meets with Jimmy Woo outside of what the real Westview, where we learn that the people inside can't reach him. He's been trying to call him. He can't get a hold of him. And the people outside, they put it as they have selective amnesia. They, can't, they deny Westview even exists. Rambo sends the uh, helicopter drone inside, but she gets sucked into the Wanda's reality. Darcy Lewis, who Alex said, we haven't seen since Dark
2: World, recruited by S.W.O.R.D. And I haven't seen since Thor 1. I just I yeah, feel the exactly. need to keep putting that out there. Yeah. Uh,
1: discovers Wanda's sitcoms. She's the first one to discover those. And uh, I, felt, I thought this was interesting. Common knowledge that Vision is dead in that universe it's just common knowledge he's dead. Wu and Darcy spot Monica on the TV and we learned that it's Wu that was calling out to Wanda on the radio. Wanda throws Monica out of Westview. We this was implied in the last video but or episode we didn't see it. Uh we see, we see the reactions about Ultron the dead vision which was uh spooky to say the least. And then some quotes that I thought were really fascinating. So, let's start with the first scene. Monica returns from the snap. Guys, like I said, first time we see this on the screen. People coming back. AB, I'll start with you. Your thoughts.
2: I thought this was breathtaking television. Okay? Because it was like... We don't... This is stuff usually reserved for movies. Right? And this is something that I think you and I both appreciate about this. I like TV because I like the format of having something to watch. That's you get real legitimate character development because movies don't allow that kind of character development, right? Where you, you're only like, the Marvel cinematic universe is different. It's like each, like every two movies is like half a season of a television show. Right. And when there's like 19 of them, yeah, you're going to have some character development, but normally in movies, right. We don't know much about, like, Luke Skywalker, right? We don't know much about, you know... um, Bruce Willis and Die Hard, I can't remember. John McClane. John McClane. Right, we don't know a lot about these people. We just know that they're badasses, right? Like, we don't know their their actual, like, human characteristics. And what I think is cool about this show and what I think is going to be a recurring theme in these Marvel shows is that they're bringing the cinematic elements of, like, the really good CGI to the small screen. Yes. And that... That coming back from the snap sequence, because we all, you know, I'm assuming we all watched Infinity War in the movie theater. Yeah. The way that they did the snap, I would say on a good TV, it looks, the way they undid the snap looks almost as good. It does. And it was it was crazy. And I thought it was realistic with the element of everyone coming back all at once. It was really chaotic. Um, You know, it was really chaotic. They're all reappearing in the middle of a hospital all the nurses and stuff are freaking out all the nurses and doctors um the added chaos of monica having to find out her mom's been dead for two years was it two years yeah three years ago one of the two three years yeah yeah and just that chaos of it i thought that was i thought it was just brilliantly done all around and that was like i was listen zach we talked about it last week we were really hyped for this week's episode (laughs) Oh yeah. I was hooked. (laughs) My eyes were glued to the television. I'm like, what? (laughs) Caleb, the snap,
0: the snap. I I mean, there's (laughs) the snap. I mean, it's, I don't, I don't know how to really explain outside of that. It's just one of those boom power moments. Uh, that it seems like Marvel just has the consist, that they always have, it feels. And it's that moment where when you see it, it's like, oh, crap. Like, it's going down. Watch out for everything. Yeah. Try to get the Easter eggs everywhere on the screen. Like, here we go, here we go, here we go. And that, and that's what and it was. Like, that, it's set up. It's set up very well. She returned from that snap. And I think Alex made a great point. It was super suspenseful. And I didn't really think I would say suspenseful with this show. I thought it would be ex- exactly kind of this sitcom-based show, entertainment-based show with not a lot of suspense. But that was suspense. And it, it reminded me of, the, the you know, going to the movies and seeing that action and being in that, oh, my gosh, here we come, here we come, here we come. You know, because I always get a room with that. But at the same time, like, I just, I, I can't, I cannot... Get I could not get enough of this. It was the perfect way to get it going. And plus, I, I honestly, I love the way that they just handled the overall picture and, and the details, the fine details when they introduced her in, how they were kind of narrating the whole idea of Monica and how they mentioned it in Maria. And they made it to where it, you know, if you watch your movies, you're gonna understand it. But even if you didn't watch your movies, you can pick up on some things like you, you could, you could sit there and be like, Oh, okay. That makes a little bit of sense. Like she, you know, if you were a movie person, you're like, yeah, well, she helped out Captain Marvel and she was part of something else. And, but now you realize she's a part of sword and you know, all these different connections. And I, I appreciated them going right in with it, not giving me some sort of monologue bull crap getting, I I wanted it exactly the way that it was. It, It was, it was perfection. It was really good.
1: Hey, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever asked you this. What sure. Give us your mindset when Thanos uh, snapped in Infinity War. <laughs> when you saw it the uh, first time. Uh, you, saw your beloved, you saw your beloved Black Panther
0: die. Yeah. I um, – Do you know the passion – that I had the angry passion that I had when I said that Mike Pettin needed to get fired. Yeah. Yes. That was going off in my head the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> screw Thanos. Screw Thanos like screw Doug Marone. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you I felt gone for the that. entire, that, that, he, he, I just, Thanos needs to that's get how the I time. felt. He, he really did. That's, that get was my thinking. <laughs> that was my thinking. <laughs>
1: I just wanted to know. I just wanted. No, you're
0: good. No, I appreciate the question,
1: Alex. You hit on. uh, We get some background (laughs) on Monica's mom, and she founded Sword, which I thought was uh, pretty cool. And the incompetent new director of Sword. All right,
2: right. now I I gotta ask you. I gotta ask you. Okay, I know I'm hijacking the show from you, but I feel like we're we're co-hosts for the Wandavision right at this point. So I I feel I feel like so. Okay why is he incompetent? He's had one episode. We we, only, we don't have a whole lot of body of work to judge him on. You give me like two or three more episodes, I will be willing to put incompetent in there, but
1: uh, I, I saw enough. All he ever says is, update yeah. me. Update me. Update me.
2: He doesn't do oh. any work. He had to bring in an astro, like, Darcy Lewis is an astrophysicist. You delegate to people. That's <laughs> what being a good leader is. What am I looking at here? Update like me, what's you, going on? He's yeah. the head of a He's not a fucking super genius. Like, what are we talking? If it was Doctor Sorry. Strange, then yes, I, I would understand. But he he's just and a dude. He, he literally got the job because he was the only one left. Well, you know, <laughs> you have to roll the dice on that one. But listen, I I think it's I think we're going too early. He might be very competent in working for Hydra. Still, we don't we don't know that um, yet.
1: That's a good point.
2: He could be Hydra. Listen, I don't trust. I don't trust any division that starts with S and ends with D in this, uh, in this universe, you know? I, I just don't. That's fair. Like, I mean, they in- Hydra infiltrated shield. Who's to say they can't infiltrate sword? Hydra will never die. Just, they'll never die.
1: Caleb, your thoughts on Hayward?
0: Incompetent. I, competent? I, I give him the sack. In, I thought it was incompetent. Um, <laughs> I, I thought it was incompetent, like Lonzo shooting. Look, when when I think of when oh. I think about this, when I think about Tyler Hayward, I just I just sat there and I Not was, he was in no Gordon full. Hayward. No, okay, I was <laughs> in full. I I was I just. It's exactly what you said, Zach. I mean. I don't know if they wanted him to come off like this, but came off like a dumb blonde, you know, like London <laughs> Tipton. If you ever watch Sweet Life Cody, oh, oh. like you just sit there, you come off like a dumb blonde. Like that's, that's how I felt when watching Tyler Hay. Like it was just not like, it was not good. It was <laughs> incompetent. He is going to have to pull off that un- unbelievable comeback, just like my Cardinals did. In, in the World Series, when David Freeze pulled off two walk-off diggers, no, baby, the, Cardinal, the Cardinals took the title, baby. That's stop. exactly what Tyler Hayward's gonna have to do. He's gonna have to pull off a couple walk-off diggers, and if he does, if he does that, then he comes into competent. But Alex, you're absolutely ridiculous for, for 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 making that assumption that he's just you're you're too positive. That's your problem. <laughs> See, I you you you're hopeful, and I I'm somebody that's you're hopeful too much, and I'm somebody who literally accused him
2: of of a possibility of him working for Hydra. What do you mean too hopeful? You're too hopeful. Honestly.
0: That's, that's too a good hopeful. point. That's a good point. So You did, Caleb, you did say that, but you, come
1: on. You, you, you compare him to David Freeze. So will he, will he too, like David Freeze, uh, wither away into irrelevance?
0: And that's the thing. He's either going to wither his way to irrelevance or he's going to become some sort of great guy. There's there's no in between. You know, the Marvel community is going to think of him like this awesome guy. And then it could be where he just sucks and goes straight to irrelevance. That's why I compared him to David Fries, That's fine. That's fine
2: incredible if he comes through he was, in the clutch he'll be okay of course he was going to pull a cardinals reference we should have seen this coming hey
0: no uh, no 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 i have not mentioned this one particular name yet uh the cardinals that i'm more than happy about cardinals suck, suck. i won't cardinals go there, suck. I won't go there. <laughs> suck.
2: all right suck. Real, real question real quick if you asked a person in new york because david freeze never played in new york if you just like asked if you pulled a random baseball fan in new york to the side and say hey who's david freeze would they know the answer I say no.
0: No, but everybody in St. Louis would, baby. Got me a nice little little, little jewelry right here, baby. Nice little jewelry right here,
2: baby.
1: That's what he got me. You know, it's been been 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) It's literally been 10 years, Caleb. 2011.
0: (laughs) Did I not enjoy my championship?
1: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Alex, I'll give you this next scene with Jimmy Woo since you're a big Jimmy Woo guy.
2: Go ahead and take it so okay Rambo meets with Jimmy Wu at Westview the people inside are unreachable but the people outside deny its existence the cops say it's Eastview not Westview yeah. I thought that was an interesting wrinkle mm. um Rambo sends her drone drone inside which we later find out I don't know if you want me to go this far ahead but I'll just go this far ahead fuck it since it's me they, they send the drone inside and they find out that it's the helicopter yeah that we see in episode two and then Rambo tries to stick her hands inside of inside of the little electrical field and she gets sucked into the the Wanda's Wanda's world basically so Caleb how, how big of a fan are, no I'm kidding I was gonna say how big of a fan of you are, Jimmy how big, <laughs> big of a fan of Jimmy Woo are you but how did you react just to this whole part in general, right? Because it it seemingly low stakes at first, and then the stakes ratchet up, like when Monica obviously gets sucked inside of Westview.
0: I just feel like it's a very Jimmy Woo type of part. I just sat there and, and really, I I love East of Woo. I do, and it, it it worked out. It worked out perfectly. Like nobody the hates way that they, Woo. No. And the way they set it up was, it was, I really did. I loved it. I loved everything about it. You know, they, they made Monica look like the really, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to figure out what it is. And then Jimmy Woo is like the guy that like everybody know, like knows, like, you know, he's trying to lead this investigation, but at the same time, like, there's this, like, I don't even mean like this, this little fun dorkiness that like you can appreciate. And I thought that in that particular scene, like you could see Jimmy Woo, in that moment combined with the seriousness of what was going on and it, it matched it matched very well i i really i really liked that
2: zach um throwing it to you i liked how in ant-man and the wasp jimmy <laughs> who is trying to learn how to do the card tricks and then he figures out how to do it by the time <laughs> wandavision rolls around yes how you, yes <laughs> how did you feel about this this sequence
1: I loved it. I loved it. That's the little things Marvel does. They don't. They don't miss a beat. They don't. They don't. Especially with this. I mean, he brings the card out of his sleeve. I thought that these two really complimented each other pretty well. Because mm-hmm. Monica uh, pretty is, she's all serious, really, and Jimmy's like he's serious, but not as serious as Monica. Yeah. So I, I look. Nobody,
0: like I said, nobody hates Woo. Nobody's going to say no to Woo. Jimmy Woo with the magic trick is like what, you know, everybody in, in I'm, I'm going into a sports uh, comparison, but I don't care. Chandler Parsons at one point in time was this <laughs> guy that everybody found what? really attractive. And Jimmy oh, Woo, okay. when he has the magic trick, like he just can't sit, He just, he just, he just becomes more attractive than the screen. It can just, it makes total sense. It just, it, it blows my mind. <laughs>
1: chandler parsons um, chandler parsons yes. wow
0: there was a Not time even.
1: there was a time i mean cuban gave him like a max contract
0: well i'm just saying he was known as this model for a while right and i'm saying jimmy woo is basically the great mar- he's he's the he's a great model with the trick he's got it all it's all jazzy
2: now look at him my question is
1: I haven't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp in a while. Was he a fed in that movie, or did he get promoted? Yeah, no, he's
2: still he's still FBI agent in that okay, movie. Okay, okay. I he, don't know if he was just a cop in that movie. No, he was an FBI agent. He's watching after Scott's parole. Right, okay. And... Mm. Jamie Wu is very funny in both... In both... Like, there is a sequence in Ant-Man and the Wasp where... He, <laughs> He's so terrible at missing social cues and I love that they kept that going on in this movie. Yes. He's like Yes. In Ant-Man of the Last he's like I'll see you again. And Scott goes, "When?" And Jimmy goes, yes. "It's just a it's just an expression." It's Like, "Oh, I thought you wanted to get dinner sometime or something." And it was like And then in this episode <laughs> we'll get to it later, but Darcy I, I'll talk about this now. Darcy oh, and Jimmy, Darcy and Jimmy were talking and she's holding a bag of chips and she says something about the twins that are happening on the screen and she holds the bag of chips towards him and says, You want one? And he's like, Yeah, I want a little Jimmy Woo <laughs> someday. Give him a little FBI badge. And then he looks at the bag of chips and realizes what oh, he's yeah, talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, bag I'll take a chip. <laughs> he's so funny. <laughs> No, <laughs> that nobody, was great nobody hates woo great. that's the main point here nobody hates woo He's just this show is like 1000 on casting like it's incredible like how well they've casted everybody and like you know again not enough katherine Hahn in this episode but i, I understand you know the constraints of the episode no katherine Hahn. but listen zach you know you know next week we got to have more katherine Hahn as agnes She's, i assume we're going back in i we have to yeah. but i they've like bringing back bringing back woo bringing back darcy and then you know making monica older the girl they casted to play uh monica i don't know i think it's tiana paris i think that's her name Yep. yes she is real she, like they, they're all really good it's dynamite casting and yes obviously two of those are from movies but still just really really rock solid cast and i i just that's The acting is making the show 75,000 times more enjoyable for me.
1: Speaking of which, Darcy Lewis, who you could make a case is the main character of this episode, (laughs) recruited by S.W.O.R.D. (laughs) She is it. And we get a a sense S.W.O.R.D. doesn't know what they're dealing with because there's all kinds of people from all different fields coming in. What what was Darcy? Astrophysics? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like we said, haven't seen her since Dark World. Eight years in real time. Haven't seen her in a Marvel property. Eight years. Unless she was on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I don't watch that, but maybe she made an appearance there. She's the one that discovers Wanda's sitcoms. She's the one. I mean, she must have picked up a lot working for Jane Foster because I don't remember being able to pick up stuff like that when she was working under them. Caleb, thoughts on Darcy's reintroduction?
0: Well, I mean, the first episode like right at the end when they show you that potential hand, you're thinking to yourself like, oh crap, like, you know, wonder who that is, right? But then at the same time, getting into my nerdy brain, my friend and I talked about it and we said that it had to, it it was the hands were really small and size and part of me was like, well, I think I think that's probably a woman. I would have to think that that's probably uh, some sort of woman, and we were discussing on the potentials and my we both were like maybe maybe it 's possible that that was when Darcy came into play and she and she did and and I think this was a a really great way of introducing her and she brought some much i 'll be honest she brought some much needed um, awkward comedy relief and it it it, it worked out well. And that was something I felt like that was needed, uh, at some point, didn't know when it was going to happen, but I was like, man, like, I think if you're going to do something like this, like a sitcom, it'd be nice to have a little bit more jokes, especially from somebody that like we already go in and can expect some funny things from. Because when we're all so locked into our brains about what's happening with the character development between Wanda and Vision and the list goes on, we're not thinking about the jokes most of the time. We're just like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? How does that mean? With Darcy, like when she's on a screen, you kind of know that it's either A, going to be something that's like super, super serious, or it's going to be really funny. Like there's no in between in my opinion. And that's what I'm excited to kind of see how she's going to develop more in this because I thought that the way she was brought in was literally at the perfect time could not have been could not have been better
1: it was it was I really I really like uh, like this I think chronologically this episode happens before all the other ones I think that's the case yes yes so yes. I'm I think just,
2: I'm just glad they made it yes way. yeah I think it's during it's before and during right yeah yeah. Yeah. It's like going through in real time and I think that's what that's what's so cool about it. And Darcy is <laughs> just the kind of piggyback of uh, Darcy immediately comes in and is the smartest person at the Sword camp. Yes. She figures out how to like she figures out the TV thing very quickly. Um Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the basis of your incompetence theory, Zach. Is that she comes in and just does things so, so well? It's one of the main points, yeah. But What's also, that? She, she's more qualified. <laughs> <laughs> Update me. Give me updates. Listen, you know, fuck off, not, Hayward. They're not astrophysicists. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> they're they're like military ops people. That they're not they're not astrophysicists. Come on now, like. I I can agree to some extent, but all seriousness, she, she comes in and she rocks it. Um, she never does get that cup of coffee. No shame. Never. Um, but they do a really good job for the show does of just showing what a valuable piece that Darcy is to this whole component. She comes in and just right away, I, I would say you're right. She probably is the main character of this episode. Her and Monica, but Monica obviously disappears five, like seven minutes in. Can we we didn't we didn't talk about it at the beginning, but this was this episode felt like it moved like a Thanos snap. Like yeah. it felt like it moved at like the speed of sound. Moved like I looked quickly. up and, and the episode was over, and it just. I wanted more. <laughs> I think that was the beauty of this week's episode. Yep. That we were watching old material, but it felt fresh because we were watching it through a new set of eyes. And I thought that was—I thought Darcy was a key component of that to tie that whole point together.
1: And I, I mentioned this a little bit, but it's—I like that it's common knowledge that Vision is dead because we had all these people that quote unquote died in the snap, but now they're back like nothing happened. Vision is fucking flatlined. He got rocked. He is not coming back. Although we'll talk about him later in my theories. Like, he's dead. Black Widow's dead. Gamora's dead. They're
2: gone. Loki's dead. Loki's dead. Yeah, he's... Yeah. Uh,
1: I don't want to hear any theories that Loki's alive.
2: Well, Loki is alive because Loki's a trickster and he was always going to find a way to come back to life. But yes. (laughs) Yes. I heard a windpipe get crushed.
1: That's the bottom line <laughs> with Loki. No coming back this time. Heimdall's dead. Heimdall's very dead. <laughs> but I just, I just enjoy this common knowledge. Vision's dead. And I enjoy. Did. Get, oh it's shit! Further confirmation that Wanda made it up. Wanda made it up. Uh, and then we get we get the answer. Woo and Darcy calling out to Monica on the radio, calling out to Wanda. Yeah. One of our answered questions. And then the one I really want to talk about. Wanda throws Monica out of Westview. Caleb, I'll throw this to you. We get the visualization of this. What do you think?
0: About how it was handled or just the scene? It's about seeing it. I mean, I felt like, huh. I mean, I I thought I I really liked how in this particular episode they keep showing her. I mean, in general, she does. I mean, it's her world, so she kind of dominates. But I thought this was like her power, Wanda's power scene, where it was just like she just came in and just told Monica, "Go get the sack, never come back, and go to your go back to your house." Like that is clearly what she did. It's clearly what happened. She recognized the she recognized the little thing on her necklace, you know, and we were able to see that earlier, but it was shown in greater detail in this episode. And Wanda's like, nah. Nah uh. Nah, Doug Marone, you piece of trash. You're getting out of here. Nah. Get out of, of my like that. Nuh-uh. I said I said, nah, is what she's thinking. No, Monica she's got like, the every, sack
1: in this episode. She's
0: Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And she's like every Jaguars fan when they had Doug Marone wanted to just shove him through like four different bookshelves, knock him out of the knock them out. And, and you know it was the, it was a good power move, and it showed to me uh, just just overall the the continue the dominance and then the theories of you know exactly what she is in this particular show.
1: And the Ultron reference, even the Darcy and Wu watching the show. They realize it's the first reference to actual reality, to their time. And the dead vision. Alex, I'll give you the dead vision here.
2: Um, Real quick to go back to what you were saying earlier. You said you were surprised that vision being dead was common knowledge, but I feel like... News got around pretty fast in that world. Remember in a Spider-Man: Homecoming, when Hannibal Burris is the gym teacher and he's playing the uh, Captain America videos. He's like, "I'm pretty sure this guy is a war criminal," and just keeps playing the videos. Like the the word spreads pretty fast in that world. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel like it's okay to use a to use a comparison from from our modern world, right? Like, for what the, the superheroes would probably be in that world, like they're probably like the Royal family equivalent in this world, right? Where the Royal family, everyone obsesses over the Royal family. Everyone's like, Oh my God, Royal family, you know, Prince, Prince Harry, um, Meghan Markle, right? Those people are of outside, outside fame. And if they didn't have the last name, Windsor, they would not be famous now right right? now obviously it's superheroes but you kind of get where we obsess like as a culture not us personally i don't really give a shit about the royals if i'm being honest with you um talk to the t but um that's kind of how i feel like that world would be where like people keep tabs on vision they keep tabs on tony stark right especially tony stark because people know who he is i think that'll be an interesting angle when they do the new spider-man movie because now people know spider-man's identity and now they know he's Peter Parker. I think that'll be an interesting wrinkle to watch. But the vision scene was frightening. Yes, it was. <laughs> like Legitimately frightening. You understand why Wanda cut that out of her broadcast. Because at the beginning, at the end of the last episode, right? It just... So, at the end of the last episode, they kind of cut the end where they were just sitting on the couch right after Wanda threw after the part we didn't see where Wanda threw Monica out of Westview and then we see in this episode the, the part that the extra part that she cut out <laughs> where we see Vision as he truly is right so I don't, that leads to more questions which we'll get to later but I thought the execution of that scene just all around like including the Monica part was incredibly well done and it kind of honestly painted Wanda as a villain, right? Did. In this episode. So like, did. That's kind of the thing that struck me, and I know she's not going to be the villain because I sh- there's just no way. There's too many other, like, Tyler, don't call me Gordon Hayward. Um, he could be a villain. Um, <laughs> Caleb shaking his head at that one, but I, I thought it was good. Um, Mephisto. Could be a villain. Like they set up a lot of different possible angles where you don't know what's going to happen in the next four episodes. Normally, by now, a show would have revealed who its villain is. I think that's the next episode. And yeah, I think for right now, for right now, they're making Wanda look like the villain. They are.
1: And there were some quotes. Well, first, the Dead Vision thing. I saw a lot of tweets that it's going to, that's what uh, Multiverse's Madness is going to be like because Sam Raimi is directing it. He directed the original Spider-Man trilogy. He directed a lot of horror movies. And we're going to get some horror elements. We got him in Raimi trilogy. We're going to get him in Multiverse of Madness. And I think this was our first taste of it with the dead Vision. I mean, that was legitimately, it was a jump scare. Really? That's what it was. You don't expect to see Vision with a crack in his head with no color, but there he was.
2: (laughs) Wait, Zach, I, I got a theory for you, okay? All right. So, they have to go out there to investigate a missing person's case, right? Like, that's the whole impetus for getting Monica and Wu up there. Yeah. What if the missing person was Vision's corpse? Uh, What if... uh, Like, uh, that thought kind of crossed my mind. Because... She took his corpse? mm Mm-hmm. Well, she had to have. Like, what else? What else? I mean, I guess, you know, maybe... Witness protection, you know, it is New Jersey, so maybe somebody testified against the mob. But <laughs> <It's> <laughs> by the way, Zach, I thought they, I thought they missed a real opportunity to have um, the Sopranos theme song playing while she drove through New Jersey because it is the same <laughs> kind of car. They could have. <laughs> like, I thought that would have, because well, you like just pay the royalty rights for the song and just have it like a little homage for your adult fans. Woke up this morning, <laughs> <laughs> but. In all seriousness, um, yeah, I think that there's a real chance that Vision could end up being that missing person. Caleb, any thoughts on Dead Vision? I mean, it was it was. I mean, it was definitely. I
0: think it's a good way to put it, Zach. It was it was absolutely a jump scare. It was like a an oh crap type of moment, you know, because you could even see it in Wanda's face, like oh, oh. Uh, you know, and that's, and that's kind of what's, and that's kind of what stole it is, is it? Cause it obviously that was intended to be exactly what it was, which was a, a total, a total jump scare. And it, it just led you to, it, to be honest, it just makes me wonder like at some point, like I feel like he's gonna, there, there's, he's gonna, I feel like he's gonna figure it out at some point. Um, it's just, it's just a matter of, of when and i think that was the first glimpse of like maybe he's gonna figure out something and i'm excited to see uh when that time is coming uh but i thought this was like the first time where it was like clearly reviewed
2: right yeah so um caleb how did you feel the like in the last episode then when vision almost figured it out and Wanda edited it what did you think of that
0: I mean, I, I I liked it. I liked how it was set up because what it did was obviously it put the it put the idea in your head that he could have known it, but then at the same time it made the other supporting characters way more important at that at that time. Mm-hmm. Like unless you have, especially for the casual people, I would clarify because it, it then it was like okay, well Herbert is just this random, he's just this random guy. Like, what's the point? Well, obviously you know Herbert's got something, and that scene. Her. uh to me that that made it clear that there's a bigger thing you know with him and then even the way he was chopping at the uh oh uh, what what would you even call that the, uh, the brick
2: yeah the brick yeah. you know what i'm
0: talking you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. the brick like i at some point you were just like okay like there's there's something there with herbert and then i appreciated the his character development because i think that was something that i was wanting it's like okay what 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 is that? What is that knows, character going?
1: Herb knows what's going. He on.
0: does. He, yeah, and but that but we would but we wouldn't have been able to know about Herbert knowing it unless that other scene happened, and and that's why I enjoyed the way they set that up because I didn't really see it as much as as a you know oh Vision may have figured it out. At least that's just me. I saw it as oh this is an opportunity where the where you can see the town and what everybody in the town thinks.
2: Yeah. And Zach, to um, throw it back to you. So, you know, we didn't talk about this particular scene, but they started to figure out who the townspeople were in the, um, in yeah. the town. Did you notice who they did not put on the, on the poster board? Did you notice they were missing two people? Agnes. No, they're missing one other person. They're missing one other person. I don't know if you you could think about who it is.
1: Oh, well, they're definitely missing Agnes. They got Herb. They got Herb. They got, they got the boss and his wife. They got the
2: mustache guy. Yeah, uh, the blonde blonde lady, Dottie. They did not get Dottie. Dottie. Yeah. So interesting. I, th- I thought that was of some some significance. The hex switches. And, and also, Hag of the Harkness. Your theory. Also, question for the both of you, and this right. could probably be best served as a yes or no answer. Okay. Um. Do you think that the townspeople saw a vision? The way that Wanda saw him in the jump scare. I'll start with Caleb.
0: <laughs> I wish you started with Zach
2: because All right, start with Zach. Think then. about that
0: question more.: <laughs>
1: <laughs> No. No. I think that was just a, a lapse on Wanda's part. I think that was a one-time thing. What do you think, Caleb?
0: I'll go no. I'll go no. Even though I think there's an argument for both sides, I'll go no. Uh, I I very similar opinion to Zach. I I think it's just one of those things. Wanda just lapsed it. She
2: Wanda got did. thrown off. An outsider got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buckner, to... Bill Buckner, Bill Buckner type brain fart from Wanda. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Caleb appreciates that. Bill Buckner. I, no, I do. <laughs>
2: Yeah, too bad uh, Bryce isn't on the call. But yeah, too bad. my co my co host my co host
0: isn't needed on this pod. We'll keep. It on <laughs>
2: That's right. I'm your proverbial punching bag. So why do you why do you need Bryce? Right? Um, no, I'm not punching you. Come on, A, come, on A, <laughs> come on, All right, Zach. I think we touched on everything in the episode. So why don't you go ahead and move on to the the last part of. The doc well, I there. Got,
1: I got one more thing the exchange between Wanda and Vision after the, right. the dead vision. That's right. Vision's like kind of pleading with her, we don't have to stay here. We can go wherever we want. And Wanda's like, no, no, we can't. I got it all under control. When clearly, this is why I really hope, and I, I'm pretty sure we're going to go back inside next episode. Really hope to go back inside because I want to see how she handles this. It's kind of like a obstacle. First obstacle, really. So, mm-hmm. um, I just thought it was a good exchange. And then our answered questions. We have one that was kind of answered. The beekeeper. We thought the beekeeper might be somebody of significance. Turns out it was just some dude from Sword. <laughs> just some, <laughs> just some guy, just some schmuck who happened to get in through the sewer. Darcy is the one watching the sitcom. Caleb hit on it. Uh, we've, we have figured that out. And then Wu is the voice on the radio. I, which, uh, I called it. It was a long-standing theory of Alex's, and it was confirmed. Totally confirmed. Very nice.
2: Very
0: nice.
1: <laughs> new questions. I want to see if you guys have any new ones besides these. Could someone besides Wanda be censoring the broadcast? And it, that's going to feed into one of my theories I've got. But
2: do you guys think that could be the case? I'll start. I, there's absolutely a possibility. There's absolutely a possibility that wanda's is not the one censoring the broadcast. Now, is it probably the most likely explanation that she's the one censoring it? Yes, but I mean, if there's other witches in this world, and like we don't know who, like the you know, Mephisto is like you know, again, if you need an explanation, I mean, Mephisto is like the manifestation of the devil, and he's the devil of Marvel, yeah. And he is um, a very big part of the Wanda story. So there's a possibility that he slash maybe she is doing the censoring. There's a chance that Agatha Harkness is the one doing the censoring. We don't know. But for right now, the way the picture has been painted, it seems like Wanda is the one censoring the broadcast. Caleb, any other possibilities? I think
0: the exact what Alex just said is the reason that I think someone could be, you know, censoring the broadcast is because we're painted with the picture that it's pretty stinking clear. It's Wanda. But I mean it's fair to say we've watched our Marvel uh, we've watched our Marvel content in the past and uh, you know, they can throw a knuckleball like Tim Wakefield at us all the time.
2: The way the way yeah, that the way that I the way
0: that I see it though, the way that I see it though is is I Yeah, I agree with you, Alex, that I I do think that it's showing itself to be that way, but... I don't know. I I'm not gonna go on record with this theory yet. It's been something I've been thinking about in my head, and do it. I've been thinking. Of. No, I'm not. I'm not going on the record. with Do it yet. now. I'm, I'm, no, I'm not, Zach. No, I'm not.
2: Right, I because so I that mean need to, we're gonna have to have you back on at some point. Is that is that what you're trying to? do what's the your way back onto the show? No, what's the point, no, Caleb? no,
0: no, no. There's 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 just a thing I've been you thinking about gun. that I that I can't. Well, the problem is I, I gotta I gotta what's do a little point? bit more. I can't I can't get into it yet. I can't uh. get into it. The way I, the way I see. Though, those i do think there could potentially be somebody else um, a part of this that i'm curious Give about. us a hint give us a hint Come on
2: is he played by a british man I incompetent
0: incompetent incompetent, incompetent. Hayward I feel like i feel like there is going to be something With Hayward. There's something, there's some sort of plot twist. He can't look like a dumb blonde in this situation. (laughs) I'm sorry. Like you're, you're, you're the big guy at sword. Like you can't just sit there and ask these questions. Like you don't know what you're doing. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, I understand like the debts and everything, but I just feel like that's a potential disguise. That's all I'm saying. I I would, I, I, that might be a little
2: weird, but uh So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got on my ass earlier for saying that there's a possibility that Hayward might be competent. And now you are confirming that Hayward might be competent. Well, I don't think well no no no
0: no 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 there's no way he's censored unless he's part of Hydra. Unless a
1: or something See Which
0: would then make him confident though. It might, but I'm saying, dude, through this episode, he just looks like a dumb blonde. He does. And I thought it was coming on here to discuss an episode, and he looks like a dumb blonde and incompetent. <laughs> I don't understand why that's an issue. Like, I'm not saying he can't be, but he absolutely looks incompetent this episode. Yes. He
1: does. He totally does. I agree. Yes. I agree. <laughs> no, I think I think it's Wanda. I I think. Uh... Some people, including myself, at times were overthinking this. Uh, could, could be Doctor Strange, Alex. Could be Doctor Strange censoring the broadcast. Who knows? He's got, we're the, time work stone. In somehow.
2: He's got the time. Congratulations. If you go ahead and take a shot, <laughs> <laughs> if,
1: you're, if you're playing the drinking game, the running hook drinking game, <laughs> Zach brings oh, up Doctor Strange. Uh, and then this next one, I'm curious to see what you guys think here. Of all the characters that are dead, like, dead, dead, does Vision have the best chance out of
2: all of them to be brought back to life? Alex? I mean, it would be the easiest to construe because he's a robot, right? Like, obviously, that's a very gross simplification. But he is... Artificial intelligence. You could see him coming back to life. Now will he have the same breadth of emotion that he had no. before he died? That's if he does come back to life and he's, you know, has a soul or whatever, or like is just has his hard wiring back at least, he will not be the same vision that we're accustomed to. But could he come back to life? I mean it's a lot easier to see him coming back to life than um, Scarlet Witch I'm yeeting yourself. That would be it'd be a lot easier to foresee so yeah I could see vision it makes the most sense I'll say that Caleb
0: I'm with I'm with Alex I I think it just it it really it really makes the most sense I mean I I, if if you're gonna you know look into that dive into that I I I don't I there's not not a whole lot I have on that situation uh that's that's you know quote-unquote unique analysis. Uh, I, I'd piggyback on what Alex said.
1: All right. I, I, I think he has the best chance to come back simply because Alex said he's an android. Yeah. They're, they could go back and get the Mind Stone if they wanted to, I guess, but I think Vision has the best chance. I don't even know who second place would be. I really don't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. so okay, wait, wait, wait. So I know the Mindstone was in the Scepter, but right. was the Scepter just always on Earth? Like, it was was it in Captain America? The first Avenger, I haven't seen Captain America in a while. Uh, That was the Tesseract. So, Tesseract okay, the, was Tesser- the Tesseract out. was on Earth somehow. Yeah, got brought back to Earth. So then I'm assuming Loki just had the... Loki brought the Mind Stone back to Earth and then Thor brought the okay this is all very it's all very confusing the stones and where they're all you know originated in the movies and yeah all i know is xandar got absolutely fucked by thanos absolutely
1: fucked off screen an off-screen death (laughs) there there wasn't enough in the budget to show the destruction of whole planet there there just wasn't enough
2: oh there was no (laughs) and you know what that budget would have been Hanging John C. Riley, they they could not afford to pay. Him. Oh
0: my gosh! And
2: Glenn oh Close. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Move on.
0: Move on, golly. Moving on to our
1: theories to finish out this episode, you guys hit on some. Do you have any more you want to add before I get to mine?
2: No, I think I'm good. Let's hear your let's hear your theory that you teased before the show. Y- yeah.
1: Hayward, the incompetent bastard that he is, mentioned the astronaut training program was not going too well. <laughs> This could be a doorway for the Fantastic Four to come into the MCU. I'm all in. I'm all in. Reed Richards. That's a great point. <laughs> Give it to me. Spoon feed yeah. me. Fantastic Four. And then uh, we brought him up sporadically. Mephisto. And I looked up uh, – this was a kind of popular theory that – he could be the one censoring the broadcast behind all this a lot of hexagons in this, six sides, six angles, that kind of thing. He mm-hmm. was featured in the Loki trailer he was in a, he was a uh, in a stained glass window and he's a known collaborator of Thanos in the comics very very well known to uh, get a room with Thanos Caleb in the comics
2: <laughs> typical Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> difficult. Yeah, difficult.
1: Typical Thanos can't do it by himself. <laughs> and then the twins are made of fragments of Mephisto's soul. So, this is probably more likely than, than uh, the Fantastic Four, but we'll see. This is the only two theories okay. I got.
2: Okay, so this is my working theories based on the board from this episode, right? Because we obviously we saw, who, basic, like I said, everyone who except Dottie and Agnes. Agnes is going to be Agatha Harkness, the witch. Right. Right? This, this seems relatively yeah. obvious, you know? Yep. They both have Ags in their name. Now, this one, I think Dottie might be Mephisto. I think she could be. She could be. I think that's the most, because <sighs> she's in Westview. Because, not she, Mephisto's in Westview. And, and if Mephisto is not a woman in this universe, he has
1: the ability to
0: shapeshift. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. But isn't that why the the bunny? Isn't that why the bunny was there? Bunny. Right. Yeah, like when she was in the in the first episode, right? There's a rabbit. I I looked at the I there I just random theories and things that I've been oh, seeing. Is that is that. Mephesto could potentially be the oh, rabbit that oh. that that, Agatho, that 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 Agnes was thinking that had oh. because the thing is she could that rabbit can hear every conversation. I'm just saying, I like it, I like it. I'm just saying, I'm. So, I didn't know if that's where you were there, going. I didn't know if that's where you were going. But I like I, mean, it. I, I think that's I think that's a interesting argument. Like yeah. if you tra- if you made it if you if you did a hu- if you did another person. Like you're not gonna, yeah, I mean, what's? No, I don't think another person makes sense. I think if you have like something like that, which I I, I had the the, the I, I, there was so many so I read 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 about it, uh, and there was a bunch of details on it. I just can't fully explain it in a way where it's easy to comprehend for the casuals. But I think I think there's an argument. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, I like, I like Alex's
1: it. point that uh, Agatha and Dottie were not included because that, <laughs> I think, enhances the Mephisto
2: theory. And that Agatha theory, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Like, I think next episode they have to reveal who the villain is. Either A, Hydra-infiltrated shield, which, again, in the Marvel Universe is always a very real possibility. Hydra is it's just, not uncommon. you know... <laughs> Is Hydra the GOAT of evil organizations? Like, or do we need to start having this conversation? In Marvel? Probably. Like, probably. they got Captain America to work for him in the comics, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yep. And Hydra's against everything he stands for, so really, they, they should be the Michael Jordan of evil organizations. Oh, I would say
1: them... In terms of non-powered organizations, yeah, yeah, yes.
2: Like I mean, you got Captain America to work for you. Yes. You know, God's like you know, just crown their asses.
1: You know. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I, I really hope Mephisto's in it because I watched that Loki trailer again and paused on the stained glass window. That's him. It's fucking Mephisto in the stained glass window. <laughs> so, uh, all right, it's time to plug.
0: Time to plug, gentlemen. Caleb, take it away. Plug. Well, um, you know, I I am I am part of this lovely episode, but uh, you know, I do have the Lynn Sandy Podcast, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network. That's uh, it's always a privilege uh, to talk to talk football uh, to embarrass my co-host every week. And to uh oh, you them last week. I, I definitely did. Uh and it, it you know, if you want to check that out by all means. Uh we're gonna transition. We have that we have one more week of football, uh, and then we are going to transition back in the college hoops uh with a sprinkle of NBA uh every once in a while. And so that's that's kind of the gist of what the Linsanity is going for right now.
2: A B plug. Okay. So I founded I, I founded this little podcast called The Running Hook. Um, I'm really, you know, it's crazy to say. It. I don't know why I'm saying this here, but I'm gonna say it. I'm really proud of the way it's grown. You know, like like you two especially, like have two two of the shining bright lights on the podcast network. And Zach hel- has held the ship of Battleground way better than I ever did. So Battleground will be coming out later this week. Um, recording tomorrow. It's gonna be a wild episode. Caleb and I will have an episode coming out later this week because. The, ep- the episode we put out on Saturday night, because this is going to be coming out on Monday, episode we put out on Saturday night slash Sunday at midnight, um, that's going to be the only Linsanity for the week, because Caleb is going to be on two other pod- uh, one other podcast, aside from this one, and that'll be on mine, also later in the week. And then Dylan and I are doing the Basketball Power Hour um, where this week is... <laughs> we're going to be doing the Rockets, the Pistons, and the Pacers. Um... That'll be somewhat depressing. You know, if you're a Pistons fan, you'll enjoy the episode. But someone talk about your team. Um, Triple option passed. They should be back with another episode soon. And then what do you got coming up on cinema, Zach?
1: I got my X-Men monologue coming out this week, I believe. And then uh, I might be recording uh, X2 this week as well. I might finish try and finish off that
2: trilogy, that OG trilogy. Godspeed to you, Zach. Hey, I have not gotten a chance to touch it yet, but Zach talked for an hour and 20 minutes by himself. <laughs> it's, that is
1: um, truly That's impressive. Wild. <laughs> hey, I think uh, I wasn't by myself.
2: I had a bottle of wine. <laughs> that explains a lot. I had my
1: that friend is- Oliver with me. <laughs>
2: explains a lot explains a lot um and make sure you check us out on the running hook we got this is truly great content and hop on the train now choo choo and as always thanks
1: for
0: listening